0: Welcome to Counting Stem Cells, a new era of medicine featuring Dr. James L. Shirley, director of Asymmetrics, technologies for stem cell medicine. I'm Jordan Rich. Welcome. In our last podcast, we talked about stem cells as a new medicine. We had some basic questions as to what stem cells actually are and how they're used as medicine. Today, with James, I'm going to focus on the counting problem. And and this is a problem, as we outlined in episode number one. So the question first is, why not? Why can't, up to this point, people in medicine count stem cells?
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's some fundamental problems here. Yeah. If you think about how you would count anything, especially those tiny cells I told you about in the first uh, podcast, you need a way of identifying them. Mm -hmm. And as I'll come to in a moment, that's been part of the challenge, being able to identify stem cells. But let's back up even further. The first problem is this. Stem cells are a small fraction of total cells. If when you made a tissue preparation, the stem cells were predominant, let's say they were 90%, then to get a stem cell count, all you'd have to do is just count all the cells, count any cell because mm-hmm. any cell would be a stem cell. The problem we have is that almost any tissue you take, the stem cell number per total cells is about one in a thousand. And in some cases, in important tissues like the bone marrow, it could be one in 10,000. So it's hard to find them to count them. Now, In our new world of science, that wouldn't be a problem if we had something called a molecular biomarker. Think of it as a flag on the Mm, cell that you can see. And if the stem cell were the only cell with that flag, we would just count the flag and we'd know how many stem cells are Mm. there. The problem is we don't have such flags. And one of the difficulties is that there are flags on stem cells. Stem cells have these markers. The problem is those markers are also on other cells that are related to stem cells but are not stem cells. So
0: it doesn't make the process easy. It doesn't make (laughs) it easy, right. Now, stem cell medicine, however, has been applied and is being applied as we speak. How are they doing it without counting?
1: Blindly. They're doing it blindly. And we've been doing this for, you know, 50 more years. And it's really remarkable that even in stem cell science, where you're doing research in stem cells, Scientists do it without knowing how many stem cells are in their tubes Hmm. and in the approved therapies like bone marrow transplant, transplants are done without knowing how many stem cells are there. There's a level of confidence that there are some stem cells there because if you just take a normal human tissue there will be stem cells in it.
0: And and we're also seeing results because we know stem cell therapy does work in many cases.
1: Yeah and so that's an important um, factor to Mm -hmm. think about how do we know stem cells exist at all? We call these functional studies in people. You take somebody who doesn't have a bone marrow because it's been ablated by chemotherapy. You give them a transplant of material, bone marrow, or maybe it's cord blood in some cases, umbilical cord right. blood. Right. And that patient then gets a new blood system and that blood system is maintained for many years. So you know the stem cells are there. And that's one of the ways of being able to identify stem cells. But you can't do that for therapeutic purposes, right? You can't use people as your tests for how many stem cells are there.
0: Right. So what have they been doing in science to this point, prior to what we're going to be talking about in these podcasts, the, uh, the counting solution? What have they been doing? How?
1: A couple of things. Um, I keep coming back to the hematopoietic system, the blood stem cell system, because that's where we have approved therapies. That's where we have really great experience. And there, there are some biomarkers, these molecular flags that are on stem cells, but are also on other cells. And those are used as surrogates for counting. So if you were to, there are probably uh, patients out there who have had these treatments may have heard of something called the CD34 count. Mm-hmm. That is a count of all of the progenitor cells, cells that are able to make other tissues, and stem cells. But it's the stem cells that matter in their treatment. And so those doses are used as the best available dose. That's a good situation because in bone marrow, frankly, there are so many stem cells that almost every bone marrow transplant is gonna work. Now, if you go to a different source of stem cells, I wanna talk about two more sources, go to umbilical cord blood. There are blood stem cells in cord blood and it can be used for bone marrow reconstitution. In that case, about 15 to 20% of the time, kids who are getting those transplants don't get enough stem cells. Now, the assays, that the tests that are used to try to predict whether or not those transplants are going to have enough stem cells, one of those assays is called the Colony Forming Unit Assay, CFU. It is a standard in the industry, and it does not count stem cells, but it gives some measure of whether there is any kind of progenitor activity in those Mm -hmm. preparations. Mm So there is a case where stem cell counting could be really important because we'd be able to tell which cord blood units are gonna be successful because they have sufficient stem cells and which are the ones that are gonna fail. Because so so you're
0: problem. talking in kids in that example, 80% might be working, but that's 20% when you're dealing with a child's health and life. Yeah. That could make somewhat of a difference.
1: It, it makes a difference.
0: Absolutely.
1: Here's another factor too. Those 80% of the cases where transplants were successful, those kids and those families still waited for three to four months, not knowing if it's going to mm-hmm. work at all. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of mobility uh, associated with that. Now, the other types of stem cells, any other type of stem cell you talk about, and there's one major category that's called mesenchymal stem cells. Um, a lot of patients are getting these now uh, in these uh, private stem cell clinics. In that case, we have no idea how many stem cells are there, or even if there are any stem cells in the sample. That's a lot of treatments going on, and I want to emphasize here because sometimes people are very harsh about what's happening in clinics, but in FDA-approved clinical trials, I don't mean that the drugs have been approved, that the cells have been approved, but the authorization to do the trial with patients, the same applies. Stem cell preparations are transplanted without knowing how many stem cells are there, which means those clinical trials are uninterpretable. Right, because you don't know how many stem sure. cells or if stem cells are present or not.
0: So the key question here is, what is the mood and the tenor of people in medicine today? Are they concerned enough to want to make a difference and present a better way to do it? Where do we stand?
1: Yeah, it's quite a disconnect. I mean, as a physician scientist and reading the scientific literature on this problem, you would get the impression everybody's just waiting for a solution. But when presented with a solution in the real world, many are, I wouldn't call it skeptical. They are reticent to change. Mm. Some of that is because we have lots of regulations. I mean, the things that you're required to do nowadays because of the FDA, which is good to have, uh, become barriers to trying new things. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to add a new test to the tests that they're already doing in development. Um, when i talk yeah. with uh, clinicians who are doing things like bone marrow transplants, I get initially actually quite a bit of, of excitement and enthusiasm, but when it comes down to actually doing what we need to do to demonstrate that this new counting procedure can work, we lose we lose interest there.
0: It's like anything else, though. Uh, once a system is in place and people realize how efficient and how much improved the quality of care might be, it can be a godsend. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll certainly discuss that. So we have a, a ways to go to educate people. Is that what you're saying?
1: I am. And I, I want to stress here too, Jordan, that I think this is a situation with a new, so we've, we've recognized the need, the problem before, there's no way to do anything about the need. As we'll talk about in future podcasts, we now have a solution for the need. But what we really need is for patients and physicians to start demanding that the stem cell count is known when they're treated and Mm -hmm. when they're treating patients.
0: Dr. James Shirley, we're going to, in our next episode, talk about who should care about this and uh, whether or not counting does make the kind of difference we're talking about. And you've got some data to back that up. So thank you for joining us once again. Thank you. You've been listening to Counting Stem Cells, a new era of medicine, a series of informative podcasts produced by Asymmetrics, technologies for stem cell medicine. To learn more, please visit Asymmetrics.com. That's A-S-Y-M-M-E-T-R-E-X.com.